What is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are no longer a bunch of aspiring filmmakers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That was your big idea, just saying, oh, we're not aspiring filmmakers anymore? (laughs) I just want people to know the truth. Shit, man. Sorry, that was... No. So, <laughs> we are two bros that love to critique movies, and that literally that's what we do in our spare time. Uh, e- even when uh, each of us like goes out to visit each other, uh, the spare time that we get together, we uh, just critique movies together. So, <laughs> welcome to... Yeah, dude, we gotta come up with a script for this, because this is like god-awful for what I'm saying. I, I can't make up shit on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, no shit you can't. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to the All Bros Podcast. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight, uh, unless you guys like The Untouchables. Um, I've never seen it, um, but if you guys enjoy that movie, it comes out on 4K Steelbook as well as 4K. I honestly like the 4K cover better. Which I feel is a very is a rarity for me. Um, so if I ever do pick this movie up, it will definitely just be the regular 4K cover or 4K version, whatever. Um, then we got a new trailer to talk about for Through the Wall, the next Marvel movie coming out. We got the second trailer for that, and then our headliner of the evening. Uh, I know last week we said it was either going to be uh, the bad guys or Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers wins. So we'll be breaking that movie down. So it's gonna be fun, um, but uh, yeah, that that's all I got. And yeah, this is how bad I am if I don't have a script to run off of. Run off of that I've literally had to say for over two hundred episodes. So yeah, dude, you that. know what's funny? What's like it's freaking hilarious because like that is the only part of our show that's scripted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, we can jack up the opening so, so bad, but the rest of the show will go, like, completely fine. Like, there's That's nothing weird. else I have written down. Like, I know that my uh, description of how we uh, how we break down movies is, like, the same each and every week. That's just my, like, that's just something I've, like, came up with on the fly and just am able to repeat. It's not scripted. I've never tried to script it. Like, nothing has been scripted other than the opening and our outro when we're, like, talking about our social media and shit. Yeah. <laughs> which um, I think is, which I think is pretty standard. <laughs> but, true. But still, like, it's, it's, I think it's so funny how we can jack up the opening, like, super freaking bad. Oh, shit. Well, before I, uh, F this up anymore, um... <laughs> What do you say we get started? Say let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so... I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. 
Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so i just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening and I hope that you get to enjoy the show and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. All right, so like I said, nothing for 4K Spotlight. So moving right into Through the Wall, where we got our second trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, um, which comes out this July. Um, and I don't know why, but I am not fully on board with this movie. Um, don't get me wrong. It looks like a blast. Taika Waititi, I loved I loved Thor Ragnarok, even though I know Hulk, uh, Caleb wasn't a f- the biggest fan of some of the things that he did with Hulk. He loved when you know, like Hulk was Hulk, um, but when you know he was smart Hulk. I know Caleb wasn't the biggest fan of that. Um, so they yeah, all I, okay. He wasn't quite smart Hulk then. He was freaking toddler Hulk. Okay, that that's true. That is very true. Yeah, toddler Hulk. So I can even agree with Caleb with that. I wasn't a fan of toddler Hulk. I actually prefer smart Hulk to toddler Hulk. You can go um, freaking jump off a cliff. <laughs> oh, good, because I was I was already planning on that after this episode. So, <laughs> you spoiled the surprise. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I might have gotten a little little dark there. Sorry about that. Um, where was I before uh, making a joke about um that kind of shit? Yeah, you were talking freaking blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So like I said, I like Smart Hulk better than Toddler Hulk, but that's just my opinion. I know Caleb hates it's Smart a wrong Hulk. opinion. You can kiss my ass. Um <laughs> but anyway. Um so yeah, like I said, I I really enjoyed what Taika Waititi did with uh Thor 3. Had a blast with that. But I really don't know what's missing with this one. Like, I love that Chris Hemsworth is back as Thor. I mean, of course, because he's amazing, and it's really cool seeing Natalie Portman um, as um, being back as Jane Foster. You know, all that fun stuff. But I'm just not fully on board with this movie yet. Any thoughts, Caleb? No, I, I can feel you there. Um, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. I think the problem that this movie's going to have, at least with like the masses, is that this isn't as grand of a scale as the other uh, two movies that we've we've had. Like, technically, you can count four if you want to th- include Shang Chi and uh, Eternals in there. But what Eternals and Shang Chi had going for it was that it was creating a universe within the MCU. So it was expanding the MCU. Eternals, same thing, expanding. Um, and then with um, Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, those were doing the same thing. Those were traveling outside of the MCU, traveling to different universes, like doing a lot of expansion. Um, so... I think where Thor is going to fall flat is it's not expanding on the on the MCU. It's kind of sticking within it, like what's already um, 
canon i feel like obviously we're gonna get some new stuff like it looks like we're getting zeus um yeah it looks like we're getting a council of gods is that russell crowe playing zeus? yeah uh yes that's oh, that russell crowe that is a great choice yeah so um we're gonna be seeing like, that i feel that this movie and i i don't know why i'm not like on board with this movie because one show kind of did the same thing. I feel I can relate this movie to how Hawkeye was with the Disney plus series where like all the Disney plus series before and honestly after, I mean, I haven't seen moon Knight yet, but I feel those are those like, honestly, like kept expanding the MCU WandaVision with the multiverse, uh, same thing with Loki. Um, even what if, whereas, you know, Hawkeye was just like super grounded, just, you know, two archers in New York city, that was it, uh, trying to uh, celebrate Christmas. Um, so yeah, I feel I, that that's like exactly kind of... that's exactly this the situation. Thor is going, I feel, is going to be expanding upon the character of Thor Odinson. It's not going to be giving a it's it's not going to give us like more multiversal craziness like No Way Home or Doctor Strange. Yeah. This I think this one's going to be feel very grounded in comparison to to those two movies so i think maybe that's because like we just got off of the multiverse high and now we're kind of bringing it back down to and honestly like i'm kind of glad about that because don't get me wrong i love the multiverse it's awesome seeing all of these like different characters like um interacting but i feel like sometimes you need a break from that and just tell a grounded level story um so um, I feel like maybe us talking about it has made me uh, jump a little more on board with this movie. Um, I'm not saying like an, I need like a third trailer um, because I don't really think I want to see a third trailer. I feel that's going to spoil too much. Um, I feel this uh, trailer delivered a lot from what we need, not what we needed, but what they probably wanted us to see. Um because uh, I know uh, Kevin Feige felt that the prom promotional uh, team for In the Multiverse of Madness, uh, he felt that they spoiled a little too much for that movie. So I'm hoping that is not the case for this movie, um, because that's really going to suck that uh, if most of these scenes that we've seen with Jane Foster as Thor um, are the only ones that are in the movie. Yeah. This is a this is a tough movie for for me. Like I think what's what's most intriguing for me like cuz this this trailer intrigued me a lot. Um just the way that Korg was telling a story about Thor almost like he's a myth. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are just like, "Oh my god, Thor's dead." Like, no, yeah, no. that's kind of what I was I was thinking, but I'm like, "No, they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. Like they wouldn't give Thor just like not. one additional movie. Like it seems like they they're kind of wanting to use Thor for whatever the future of the MCU holds in regards to like the Avengers or and that team. At I least that's the vibe I'm getting. No, I agree considering he's the only one of the main 3 that actually got a fourth movie. Yeah, so it, I think it'd be super weird for them to be like, "All right, one more and done." Unless this is like their way of being like, okay, we're wrapping up his his story, but 
you, like you it just makes me question like where where's it going to go from here because i don't see i mean unless she's just like suddenly 100% on board again i don't see um natalie portman doing a multiple movie run as uh the mighty thor oh i don't either i'm honestly amazed that she came back for this one I know, like, that's what, like, if they would have, like, done recasting or had, like, a different actress playing the Mighty Thor, I would have been, like, all for it. I'm like, okay, cool, so this is where it's going, like, kind of a passing of the torch thing. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It seems like she's been Thor for a little while. Yeah, which is... I want to see how how that goes, because it seems like she's established in, like... She's sitting next to Valkyrie and on this like council, um, which someone was saying or pointed out. One of the gods sitting in front of uh, Jane Foster looked like Bast, the uh, the panther goddess from for Black Panther. Oh, cool! So it seems like she's on a council of gods and everything. So who knows how long this takes place after um, Endgame, but. Valkyrie's now the the king of Asgard. It seems like her right hand person is is Jane. Because I know Hawkeye takes place five years after Endgame. Five years? Mm-hmm. Shit. Either four or five. I know, right? Yeah. When they said that, I'm like, damn. Okay. <laughs> um. Shit. That's crazy. Like I was okay, expecting I'm a few of, months. Like I, I'm I was putting second, this. You know, I'm second guessing myself. Let me check this out. You, you, you keep talking about Thor of <laughs> Thunder. Yeah. So I think with Thor, it's going. I'm like, what's like, like I said, what sold me is I'm excited to see where this goes. If this is kind of like a wrapping up of Thor's Thor Odinson's story. Like, so be it. But you kind of got to establish, like, what's going to happen with the Thor title. Is Jane going to pass it on to someone? Like, maybe an original character? Valkyrie? Like, is she going to be, like, the new Thor? Like, which I I would be all for. I would be 100% for that. Like, if they just what wanted to be, like, all Thor. <laughs> God, that was bad. Jeez, I hope that cliff is big. <laughs> uh, Here, I'll quickly drive up to Moab and I'll let you know. I'll pick the biggest one. I'll pick the highest one just for you. I'll live stream the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so if they pass on the title of Thor to Valkyrie, I would love that. Because I, I can definitely cool. see her doing a multiple movie run oh, with yeah, Tessa, the power of Thor. It's Tessa Thompson, right? Yeah, like okay. she, I think she'd do incredible. Absolutely agree. Um, Natalie Portman, tough sell. If what, Chris have, Hemsworth like, wanted to continue, relationship with her, I don't know what with, it is. No, well, just because like for how. Just how she is, she's like acted towards the MCU. Like she loves it one minute, and then she's like, "Oh no, I don't want anything to do with it anymore." It's like make up your damn mind, woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it just, 
it doesn't make sense. So I yeah. hope that this kind of clears it up of where everything's going to go. I mean, it'd be really cool to see Valkyrie take on the mantle of Thor. Like, honestly, I feel I'd probably rather much agree with that. Because I don't know, like, don't remember, I, like, I feel I gotta wait until I see this movie with Natalie Portman in action. But just, like, thinking back to San Diego Comic-Con, when freaking Taika Waititi, like, went all out, like, got on one knee and, like, held out Mjolnir to Natalie Portman. And the way she just, like, kind of grabbed it, like, oh, thanks. And then, like, put it in the air, like, barely. Yeah, almost like hand. she was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, like, are you freaking serious? Like, come on. That's a freaking honor. I'd own yeah, that I shit. Yeah, I mean, though, okay, my justification for that is maybe she's a little bit more introverted than we assume. So maybe that was that was just an uncomfortable situation for her to be in. Fair. But, again, you're an actress. Freaking get over it. <laughs> Okay, so I looked it up. So actually, so Hawkeye takes place uh, Christmas 2024. So so is that like right after? No, so it says Hawkeye takes place during Christmas in 2024. So that makes it the furthest out show in the MCU currently. Uh, every show and movie that has come out within the universe since Avengers Endgame takes place before Christmas in 2024, making Hawkeye the outermost project at this time. So when did when did Endgame happen? That's what I'm confused about too. Because wasn't there like a five year gap? Like yeah. <laughs> when, so, so Infinity War came out in 2019. 18. 18. So Endgame 18. 19. 19 20. 21. 22. 23. Okay, so technically, Endgame ended in 2023. Oh. And so yeah. this is just a year after Endgame. I guess so. All right. It's Whatever. Just, yeah, okay. I hope they have... It's kind of confusing sometimes. I know. I hope they freaking have, like, a timeline somewhere in their, like, headquarters to keep it Dude, straight. seriously. Um. But anyway. Getting back to Thor... I'm, I'm really excited to see them introduce uh, the Olympians... With Zeus and, and all of them. Because that just means that. I would be genuinely shocked. If we did not get. It, even like an introduction. To Hercules. Because Hercules is a. Is a big character. Within the, the Marvel Universe. So if we do not get. An, at least an introduction to Hercules. I'm going to be really upset. That that's fair. Um, what do you think of uh, Christian Bale as the uh, what's his name? The like the God Conqueror or God oh, Eaters? And... No, Gore the the God Butcher. That's what it is. He looks scary, very, and the fact that it's Christian Bale just makes it even better. Because oh my God, that guy's an amazing actor. Yeah. Um. Kind of giving me some like one off vibes, so I think this is a one off villain, um, which I'm okay with, yeah. And with this being him being the god butcher, kind of makes this is it's just kind of like making me think Thor's probably not going to make it through this one, so hopefully, he's able to pass the mantle on, 
Yeah. To someone who's actually going to like continue to use it. Um. Uh, it's funny how much we're picking on Natalie Portman. Dude, I'm just afraid. Like, she freaking bounced on the MCU once. Like, I'm I'm not super thrilled for her if she's going to do it again. No, I absolutely agree. Like it's got it's got me worried. It's got me genuinely worried. So hopefully Tessa Tom I'm I'm praying to if if Thor dies in this, he passes the mantle of Thor onto to Valkyrie. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. That no, I absolutely agree. That really would be. Um Yeah, other than that, only other real thing that I have to say about this trailer other than gore looking like Nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> not a big fan of his new helmet. That's fair. I can agree um, with that. I've always preferred the wings to kind of be separate. Like it for it to be like a Viking helmet with wings attached to the side and kind of coming down. Like if, if they, but it's just the fact that it's like attached to it and then it like kind of sticks out. A ways almost gives me like Wolverine vibes. Yeah, I, yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I want to like take a look at the the helmet. Yeah, it just it just sticks out really freaking far and makes his head look fat. Like it's got a really cool design. I would have brought the wings in a little bit, separated them from the the helmet overall like i honestly i would have just updated the colors on his on his helmet in uh from the first thor yes i agree i would have made the wings a little bit bigger and done, like done the exact same paint job and that would have looked freaking killer um even though i don't think it really looks like her the the Jane Foster helmet looks really cool. So I, I, I don't know. I would have gone with a, a little bit of a different design on the helmet. It just sticks out way, way far. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. And like I said, it just kind of makes his head look fat, which is not great. Oh, come on, Dutch, you want to go... Don't you want to feel like Dad Bod Thor is back? I don't think this is Dad Bod Thor. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, don't you want to get like vibes of oh. Dad Bod Thor? <laughs> no, honestly, I wish they would have kept him husky. Yeah, I agree. I it's... think that would have been like so ballsy for Thor, and I would have loved it. Yeah, right. Like, okay, freaking plumpy like he was in Endgame. Not super four, but if they wanted to just like give him more of that like strongest man muscle, like kind of, and I know you're gonna give me shit for bringing him up, like how uh, Don Lee is, like that exactly kind of like Don Lee. Okay. If they would have kind of worked on giving him that build, which I yeah, I know probably would have been a little bit difficult because I don't think that's the type of body Chris Hemsworth has. That's fair. Um, Like, I think Chris Hemsworth is just really, like, 
lean and obviously cut. But so I don't think he quite has that look about him. But I would have much preferred to see a like a, a huskier Thor instead of I, like full like back to chiseled. So eh. No, I, I I can honestly agree. And honestly, I loved his freaking look at the end of Endgame, where he he had the freaking braid in his beard, yes, and his hair was in so like. Cool. It, oh, it was so cool. So I kind of disappointed we're not getting that. But and then, like I said, not a super big fan of the the helmet. Race, other than that, you, everything uh... else looks good. His other costumes look good. The action looks like it's going to be good. Um, freaking Gore seems like he's going to be a pretty decent villain. Did him butt naked look good? <laughs> Damn right it looked good. <laughs> Dude, are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm glad it looked good. You know what? I'm I'm sorry to say Chris Hemsworth ain't my type. So, you know, anyone that was just like, oh my god, you know, kudos to you. But Dude, I was just you're... like, oh. You are in the minority on that. I know I am. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> like when when that happened, I was just like, "Damn!" <laughs> you're, you're just like hoping. Oh, so like when the movie comes out, it's not going to be blurred, right? Like it's actually. Gonna... <laughs> I actually get to see his full on ass, right? It's kind of cool. Like, have we ever seen <laughs> Thor like complete? Actually, we've seen him like completely shirtless a couple times, right? Yeah. So one was Age of Ultron. Um, right. Okay. So and, we've so the, the tattoo right? is new. Yes. Yeah. Usually he doesn't have anything. Yeah. So the the tattoo is kind of a nice, nice touch. Which is it's kind of cool. Like, did you see what it was? I did not. Remember. It was Loki. It's Loki's horns. Oh, that's a nice homage to his brother. I like that. Right? That's sweet. Hell, could you imagine how pissed he's going to be if he ends up being alive? <laughs> Again? It's like booking the appointment for the tattoo removal right now. Yeah. So, I can see a few things happening with this. Either Thor dies or Thor retires as like a warrior yeah and kind of becomes like a nomad um or passes the title on to valkyrie because valkyrie's already king of asgard so that's true but unfortunately i do not see natalie portman continuing this role much further i got the biggest plot twist that taiga watiya could ever do passing the title of thor on to korg there we go. I don't care that he's not a god. He's he's not a god. He's Thor now. That'd be the biggest twist ever. Uh, that would. Should... <laughs> that... You're actually thinking about this? No, like I'm tr- just like, would that be bad? Uh, no, I'd Ooh. be on. What if I? Okay. What if? So th- this is what. Oh, ooh, shit, dude. I might be onto something. I'm freaking marking this down. I have a, I have a new theory. Thor five. Here we go. No, no. Oh, <laughs> yes. But okay. This is my. This is what I'm thinking. This is like my my total guess. I will. Yeah. 
So this is how I think Thor 4 is going to end. I think either A, he retires, or B, he dies. One of those two things is going to happen. Either way, I think he is going to receive help from Beta Ray Bill. And Beta Ray Bill will be our new Thor character moving forward. Okay, that would be such a ballsy thing for Watiti to do, and I would love it. And the reason I'm I'm thinking this is like what like what is Thor gonna pass on? Thor has to pass on his weapon. His weapon is Stormbreaker. The only person that wields a weapon called Stormbreaker in the comics is Beta Ray Bill. So, so I believe be Beta Ray Bill is going to receive Stormbreaker. Jane is going to keep uh, Mjolnir. And then Valkyrie is obviously still king of Asgard. So that that's my guess. Okay, what episode is this again? 222. Okay, we're coming back to we're coming back to this episode after the uh movie comes out and we're seeing Dude, straight up. Straight up. What a number for us to come back to. 222. Yep. So that that is my guess. I'm freaking okay. putting money down on it right now. <laughs> that is what's going to happen in I this movie. It. You know, like, honestly, Th- I agree with him. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think Thor's going to sacrifice himself to so um so Jane and Beta Ray Bill can be the ones to kill Gore. Yeah, I love this. So, oh, freaking called it and I freaking do part of me kind of hopes that Marvel hears this and takes this episode down because that will just confirm everything. <laughs> Bastard spoiled it before I even knew it. Yeah, they're going to play they're <laughs> Someone's going to take this to Kevin Feige and they're going to be like, you're never going to guess <laughs> what this kid did. I would uh, I would say guy, not kid. Yeah, now while I'm thinking was... about it, I'm like, you're 26 uh, years old, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> I mean, if, if I mean, if you want to, you know, like relive your childhood days and, you know, like you, by all means, go for it. But I, I don't think they're going to walk up to Kevin Feige and be like... Sir, this kid, this 26-year-old kid. Yeah, that was a bit <laughs> of a stretch. Uh, we all want to re- relive our childhood. It's all good. Well, certain parts, not my whole childhood. F that. Yeah, so anyway, I that's my guess. I love it. And the, cause, like, this is also what I'm thinking, too. Like, This is also kind of what's just uh, confirming it for me. Or not really confirming it. Think about all the issues that, like, that I just stated that I had with Thor's helmet. It mm-hmm. makes his head, his head look fat, right? Yeah. Well, if you throw that on a character that has a really long face, Works it kind of evens it out. Yeah. And then the colors. Like, if you think about Beta Ray Bill's colors, it's very golden blue. God damn it, you son of a bitch. Dude, like, I, I <laughs> shit you not. I will scream in the theater. <laughs> like Dude, I will stand I wanna up. I want to fly out it. just to see this I movie with it. you, so I can just experience that moment with you. 
Oh man, dude, I would flip my I shit. <laughs> just like so can imagine, like Caleb just standing up. I called it. I called it. You motherfuckers! I called it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, and now dude. he has to mark this episode explicit. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I'm going to freaking lose my mind if if this comes to pass. <laughs> I will be the MCU prophet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Um, Excitement level. <laughs> honestly, now I'm at a 10. I was originally at like a nine, maybe like a strong eight and a half. Like that's like bare minimum, but yeah, I just talked myself up to a ten. And I'm not even sorry about it. You know what? I was sitting at an eight, but yeah, all of this, just talking about it, yeah, I'm at a nine now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Um, I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like honestly the most thing I'm pumped about to see if like Kate you're actually right like because that would just be <laughs> the coolest thing to happen in all bros history. Oh my gosh, I will seriously stand up in my theater and just scream, "I am a god!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh. <laughs> that'd be the bomb. That would. Oh, that'd be amazing. Anyway, that's all I got um, to say about that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, that's it for uh, Through the Wall. Uh, I feel that's like one of the longest we've ever gone just talking about one trailer. I love it. I know, and it's just because I just came up with that that theory. That, that so was we'll awesome. see. I love it. That was, that was freaking awesome. Um, all right, what do you say we jump to our uh, headliner of the evening? I say, let's do it. I know you gave me that like weird look. I was blowing a piece of hair off my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the shit are you doing? (laughs) I want to get like real close up, bro. Like you know, I know you're. It was like you were getting real close to the phone, puckering your lips. I'm like, shit, dude. <laughs> like I'll turn my freaking camera off. <laughs> hey, don't make this weird. Don't make it weird. <laughs> Me make it weird. You were making it weird. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Before I make this any more uncomfortable for Caleb. Not um, possible. Okay, good. Okay, well then, <laughs> challenge accepted for next time. Uh, let's, um, headliner of this uh, week, uh, uh, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, the movie. I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah. You kind of have to specify that. You kind of do, considering it's the exact same name as the show. Um, yep. So yeah, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, the movie, premiered on Disney+. Plus. This, I, I'm i not going to say this past Friday, because that would have been the Friday uh, before this episode comes out. So it premiered uh, uh, the 20th of May, um, and Caleb and I watched it day one while I was out there in Georgia. Um, 
And so, yeah, we're here to break it down. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Caleb, so, Caleb, do you want to let everyone know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. Um, so, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give our own personal grade at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up into our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us. So, if you have not seen Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie, uh, only available on Disney+, Plus, uh, Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking thing for you. So, go check out the movie, come back, and then you can listen to this episode. And honestly, if you've been able to avoid the uh, cameos that are in this movie up until this point, I am honestly amazed, and I applaud you, because literally, they spoil one of the biggest cameos, literally, the morning, or sorry, the afternoon this movie came out. Yeah, it, it was, was bullshit. It did not take very long. <laughs> yeah, freaking bullshit. They didn't even like wait the whole freaking weekend. So thanks, IGN. Really, really appreciate that. Thank God, me and Caleb had already watched it. Yeah, no, dude. Like we, so we watched it like the afternoon it came out, and after the movie was over, you started scrolling through like Facebook and Instagram and found a freaking post about it. Like it, they did not waste any time. No, they did not. Um. So yeah, it was bullshit but whatever um so yeah so here we go so in a world co-populated by humans and cartoon characters chip and dale meet in elementary school and become fast friend fa- okay fast friends shouldn't i say best friends i'm gonna say best friends fast friends doesn't make sense well if it says they become fast friends yeah it just i think that just means that they became friends really quick like almost immediately mm. I mean, didn't we do that? No, ours was kind of a slow burn. Oh, ouch. Okay, well, think about kidding. it. Like we, so I'm we, kidding. me and you met in junior high. We didn't really hang out all that often. We didn't start hanging out until ninth grade. Yes. So there was a couple years where we knew of each other, but we just didn't hang out. So okay. that's not quite becoming fast friends. Okay, fair enough. Like right. this one was like here it was like they met each other and then they were like almost instantly friends. Yeah. Okay. Alright, fair enough. Um, alright. They later moved to Hollywood and after appearing as extras on commercials and live action television series, star in the successful television series Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers in the early nineteen nineties. When Dale gets his own show, Double O Dale, the two have a falling out and both series end up cancelled. 30 years later, Chip is a successful insurance salesman while Dale spends most of his time on the fan convention circuit. The two are contacted by their old co-star, Monterey Jack, who owes money to the Criminal Valley gang due to his stinky cheese addiction. Monty warns the pair of a trafficking operation where tunes are kidnapped, have their appearances altered, and are shipped overseas to produce bootlegs of their works for the rest of their lives. Later, the two are informed that Monty has been kidnapped. They later meet police captain Putty, and Officer Ellie Steckler, the latter reveals herself to be a big Rescue Rangers fan, and with the police's hands tied, she the she suggests Chippendale investigate on their own. 
Chippendale visit Bjorgensen, the cheesemonger, Monty's cheese dealer, and ask about the Valley Gang. They are taken to the Uncanny Valley part of town and meet the gang's leader, Sweet Pete, an adult version of Peter Pan, and his henchmen, Bob and Jimmy. Realizing they are investigating his bootlegging business, Pete tries to capture the pair, but the chipmunks escape. The two later share their discoveries with Ellie, learning that she is not in good standing with Captain Putty due to acting on a bad tip and raiding Nickelodeon Studios with disastrous results. With Ellie's help, the chipmunks sneak into a bathhouse to steal Peter's fitness tracker. They trace his movements to a dock warehouse, though it is already abandoned by the time the police arrive. Inside, they find a large operating machine designed to alter Toon's bodies, along with several Toon parts, including Monty's mustache. At the police station, the pair argue the pair argue over the loss of Monty and their past quarrels, but smell the scent of Monty's cologne. Realizing either Captain Putty or Ellie is working with Sweet Pete, the two flee the station. At the ongoing fan con, they try to convince Ugly Sonic, big, the biggest cameo to happen in this movie, and we'll talk about it when we, you know, really get into the story. But like, oh, if this got spoiled for you, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Um. So yeah, they try to convince Ugly Sonic to ask his FBI contacts for help, but Pete and his henchmen arrive, having tracked Dale using his social media posts. In the ongoing chase, Bob is restrained by Tigra and Lumiere, but Chip is caught by Pete and Jimmy and taken to the warehouse. Ellie is also lured there by Captain Putty, revealing he is part of the Valley Gang and has been covering for Pete, including giving Ellie the false tip. Sweet Pete has Ellie call Dale to lure him to the warehouse, but Ellie sends a coded message using Rescue Rangers episodes. Dale realizes Ellie is in trouble and reaches out to Gadget and Zipper, now married with children, for help. Dale enters the warehouse using a firework, which gets lodged into the machine and stops it before it can be used on ship. The machine goes haywire, transforming Jimmy into a fairy and Pete into a giant... Um, amalg... Wow, sorry... Al- amalgamation of various tunes. While Ellie fights and defeats Putty, Pete chases Chippendale through the warehouse, revealing it to be it to also be where the bootlegs are filmed. The chipmunks lure Pete to the docks and use a ploy from their show to trap him. The FBI, led by Ugly Sonic, arrive to arrest Sweet Pete. He fires a cannonball at Chip, but Dale blocks it, falling unconscious. Chip fears Dale is dead and apologizes for his behavior over the years, but Dale reveals he was protected by a golden pog Chip gave him. The chipmunks free all the bootlegged car- sorry. The chipmunks free all the bootlegged bootlegged tunes, including Monty, and the rescue rangers reunite. Dale introduces them to Ellie, who decides to open her detective agency. As the team departs, Dale again proposes a rescue rangers reboot, but Chip insists on seeing the script. First, the end, credit sh- the end credits show the Valley Gang in prison, Monterey Jack restored to normal, and the Rescue Rangers reboot being released to great success. Hell yeah. Yeah. Alright, first up, this was way better than I thought it was going to be. It really... I thought this movie was going to suck. I thought it was going to be so freaking bad. I was, I wasn't dreading watching it. Like I was still, you know, like interested and interested, but 
I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. Now, granted, I haven't seen a lot of the original Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I've only seen, like, bits and pieces. Like, honestly, I've, I think I've only seen, like, probably one or two, like, actual full episodes. Um, so, like, honestly, after this movie, I feel I really need to sit down and watch the original show. Yeah, I tried sitting down to watch it. It's very slow-paced. Oh, really? Oh. Um, But... It do, it does have something about it that's really entertaining, um, but yeah, we, I think me and you specific, like we freaking thought this movie was gonna blow, um, but it was really good. This okay, this is basically the unofficial Who Framed Roger Rabbit two. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this had so many freaking animated cameos and it was ridiculous which i just found out just looking because um one of the cameos in there is roger rabbit which i thought was funny that's like what made it stand out to me i'm like oh yeah this is basically roger rabbit all over again because yeah don't they do the roger rabbit with roger rabbit yeah yeah that's exactly what they do dude (laughs) and it's it's so funny because like now that I'm thinking about it, this is basically just a rehashing of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know what's really sad? I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, a quick Speaking synopsis... Of that, did I send you that code? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. So, really, just a quick synopsis of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Let me look that up real quick. I mean, I know everyone simps over um, Jessica Rabbit, like, a little too much. Like, geez louise. Yeah. uh... Okay, it's a little bit different. It's uh, a toon-hating detective has to, or is needing to prove the innocence of Roger Rabbit when he is accused of murder. But it's kind of the same thing. Tunes are going missing, and there's like someone needs to go find them, and it's like that detective and okay, and everything. So it's it's the same premise. Tunes are going missing, but the only like difference between the two is like there's this dude like melting them. Jeez. Yeah, and it's played by Christopher Lloyd, which is oh, per- great. Fantastic. But yeah, this is basically just a rehashing of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it works really well. Yeah. Um, freaking, I know uh, when we first uh, watched this, like, and we saw like all of the um, cameos, especially the Ugly Sonic one, me and Kale were just like, how in the hell did Disney get away with that? And actually, um, I, I think I sent the video to you, because I didn't know, I, I wanted to find out how they do it, did it. And the fact is, they used the... Um, shit what is it called the uh parody law because like they changed his like look a little bit and like they added the jacket and they call him ugly sonic instead of just sonic they literally don't have to pay paramount shit because he's just a parody of it dude that's not the only people that they have to worry about though oh i know but like i feel like that's like like the biggest one that I oh thought absolutely that they... absolutely that is the biggest one but you gotta think they freaking referenced nickelodeon they referenced freaking south park like they yeah. had south park in there 
They had Frickin like Shrek. Shrek. The, yeah, the the Shrek shampoo. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah they had the the Shrek shampoo, which is DreamWorks. And then what studio would Ty? What studio does uh, Tigra? <sighs> Tigra, Tigra, Tigra. She. T- what what character is Tigra? Is she? She's from Masters of the Universe, isn't she? So she's like He-Man and everything? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so if she's from He-Man, that's like Cartoon Network. Or it might be Fox. Hold on, let me see. So it does not technically make it Disney? Um, He-Man technically falls under the Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. Shit. So, yeah, because... Okay, yeah, if we're speaking of Warner Brothers, freaking yeah, so they have Tigra, they had E.T., they had Batman. Yep. So, they must have made a deal with with Warner Brothers. Dude, I'll bet you, like, 70% of this film's budget was just kidding. Like, licensing? Yeah, (laughs) half of it had to be getting the licensing. Yeah, no joke. It was ridiculous. I mean, I loved all the uh, the uh, cameos and like nods to um, all these properties. Freaking uh, the joke that they made for uh, cats—that was freaking hilarious. Oh, the uncanny valley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that oh. was great. I don't hate that movie as much as everybody else does, but that was a great joke. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really hate that movie. Not fair. I mean, the, 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 don't get, let's not even get into that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, the story that they told was it was pretty good. It wasn't like groundbreaking or anything. And like I said, it just kind of felt like a rehashing of um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I always love seeing, um, it doesn't matter who it is, I love seeing a movie that it focuses on two best friends, they kind of have a falling out, and then, you know, throughout the rest of the movie, it's just them, you know, getting back together, you know, um, remembering the good times that they had, and at the end, they're back together again, everything's all good. I know it's been done (laughs) a million times, but I still love those kind of stories. Yeah, like I said, it's it's not groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it was well done. It like it kept a really good pace. I felt absolutely um, entertaining as all hell. Yeah, and it, it was this hour and a half flew by. I felt yeah, and I mean we'll get into it more with effects, but it was just cameo upon cameo upon cameo. It was and they freaking ha- insane. Yeah, and well, like I said, we'll get into it, but it they had a lot of shit that they had to deal with for this movie, and I think they executed it as well as they could have. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like I feel this movie could have been a total train wreck. Um, because I don't think a lot of people were really looking forward to this. They honestly thought it was a stupid, not a stupid idea, but I feel that the direction that they were going with for a Chippendale movie, people were just like, oh God, this again, you know, you're bringing the animated characters into the real world. It's going to be another Smurfs. And I feel it is nothing like that. 
not no one bit. not not even a little bit it's just yeah. the I think what helps is like Smurfs was trying to be like oh Smurfs are actually in the real world this it's like they're animated cartoons that are part of the real world and I think and that just kind of helped a little bit it did yeah I like I love the idea of a world where humans and cartoon characters coexist that's that sounds awesome to me yeah it, it's really cool <sighs> This kind of kills me to do, but I think for my story score, like like we said, nothing groundbreaking. It was good though. Yeah, but I think I'm like in the seventy eight range. You're gonna hate me because I'm sorry. I'm going higher than you. I'm going like I'm gonna go on eighty four. I really I mean it's justifiable. It's ju- it it yeah. is. It's justifiable. And I think <laughs> I think you would change your mind if you knew um Roger Rabbit. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, Maybe that should be like one of our like uh not mini breakdowns, but like one of the movies that we just uh break down on our um our list. On like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we could totally do that. Sweet. Um yeah. If I don't watch it by October, when I'm out there, let's add that to the list. Oh, hell yeah. All right, next up we got writing, which I do feel was a bit stronger. Um, yes. I feel not, not a whole lot, though, because I think it was like no, that's... kind of messy. Yeah, I mean, I feel all of the writing for the moments between Chip and Dale are really good. Um, and I feel that also comes across with the acting. Um, because that scene at the beginning where they're in a, I'm assuming it's Dale's trailer. And, you know, Dale brings up the whole, hey, you know, I, I got this, you know, new show by myself. And Chip's just like, hey, you know, if you do that, they might cancel the show. Do you realize how stupid this is? And freaking when Dale's just like, well, I am the dumb one. And just they like they have this like really sad moment between each other. And, you know, Dale's just like, you know, I, I'm tired of you, like always saying that, you know, you saved me. Whereas when we were kids, we saved each other. And so it's it's a very sweet moment. I feel actually the writing is really strong in that scene. Um, and honestly, like any uh, like sweet moments that Chip and Dale have together are not only well acted and you know we'll get to the acting score but i feel are also very well written i feel these two characters are even though i've never seen the show um i feel that these two characters uh, are very well written and their personalities definitely really do shine through yeah they really do um i mean obviously this is kind of showing a like a personality outside of the characters they portrayed in the show so it was kind of like they had to add a little bit of a level of not maturity they basically just had to make dale seem like he's smarter than he came off in the show but i mean it was it was pretty well done but i mean it's it Again, I think there was a lot of weird stuff like that they threw in there, and it was like mostly with like cameos, like with um, oh, uh, what's his name, Bob the Warrior Viking. 
Yeah, um, that one was a little weird. Yeah, when he like fell and and cra- like I think a lot of the jokes in regards to the animation style that each character had was really weird. So like Bob, he was one of those people from Uncanny Valley and they like him Chip and Dale were all kind of talking like, "Oh, who are you looking at?" and he's like, "I'm looking like right at you." And it like that it was like back and forth, back and forth for like way too long. And I'm like, "Okay, freaking just get on with it." And then it's like they just kept addressing it, which I mean, the one time that I felt like they addressed it and it was still f- it was actually funny was when Bob ran into Pumbaa who was voiced by Seth Rogen cuz Bob the Warrior Viking was voiced by Seth Rogen and then he ran into Pumbaa and then he ran into Mantis and Bob <laughs> who, like who are all voiced by freaking Seth Rogen or yeah Seth Rogen so it was super funny it's just like what are you looking at with Bob the Warrior and then Pumbaa's like your cold dead eyes <laughs> and then Mantis is like yeah and then Bob like just adds on to it like I thought that was really funny and well done that, that was a good joke but I think like any other time that they addressed it, that was weird <laughs> yeah you know what I, I can agree with that and honestly I feel that was like really the only time that I like you like laughed at the joke with with Bob, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think Peter or Sweet Pete's dialogue also was a little lacking. It's almost like he would His dialogue for too like, long. A lot of people are saying like they might. <laughs> I don't know if they meant to do this, um, but apparently, uh, with the actual actor that voiced Peter Pan. He kind of went through the same thing that this Peter Pan went through. Um, oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, like legit. After the movie came out, the guy—I don't think—it uh, was kind of like the same thing that uh, with the lady that voiced uh, Snow White. I don't think they would let him like audition for like anything else. Nobody else wanted to cast him. He was kind of just like pushed off from Hollywood after uh, doing Peter Pan. That's such bullshit. Like, unless he couldn't do any other voices, like, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like a true story. With yeah, but, us. like, Peter Pan didn't exactly sound like a kid, either. No, it's true. No, uh, no, it's absolutely true. But that that's that's messed up. Yeah, um, I feel bad for the kid. Yeah, but... The man. <laughs> the, yeah, I guess the man. Um, But what I was getting at with, with Sweet Pete, he... I think he dialogued for way too long. Like, I kind of felt myself kind of, like, zoning out and, like, not really paying attention to what he was saying. Like, yeah, really often. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, And I get he's supposed to be a grown-up Peter Pan, and honestly, I feel like this kind of goes more into acting. But I don't. I did not like the voice for Peter Pan. I get it; he's supposed to be like kind of like a mob boss Peter Pan now. But I don't. I I would have liked a different voice for him. Like, what kind of voice were were you thinking for him? Because I mean, I have a similar issue. Like, I think the okay. the voice was off. I think 
I think Will Arnett was just trying to play Mafia a little too hard. Yes, I I absolutely agree. Um, trying to think who I would have picked to do his voice as grown up. Um, uh, that's like really hard. <laughs> do you yeah, have any ideas? Are you a choose? That's tough. I mean, because I think part of the running gag is that puberty just hit him really, really hard. <laughs> That's true. That and so, true. like, in that sense, I think the voice does work pretty well. Yeah. But I think they just played up on the mob boss too hard. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like, it's it's tough because, like, they gave him such a distinct look it's just like he was still wearing the Peter Pan outfit, but it was just like it was too small on him. He, like his freaking gut was showing. He's balding. Like he had all these things that kind of make you think, okay, yeah, it's like a deep voice mob boss. I think maybe it was accent because I think he, like I said, he was going a little too like Italian with it. Yeah, that's true. So I think like if Will Arnett would have gone with a. Uh, Maybe just his normal voice. Yeah, I think that would have been okay with me. I, yeah, th- but, I think that I mean, could have worked. My like, ultimately, like the voice I I was able to get over. What got me was the freaking dialogue. Because anytime he was on screen, it's just like he would talk way too freaking long, and his like plans were super overcomplicated. And you're just like, oh gosh, just like let's go. <laughs> And pick it up. He, uh, I feel he says kind of like one of like the kind of more of one of the dumb jokes of the movie, considering like you can see it coming a mile away when he has da- uh, Chip cornered and he's just like, you know what? I've always been more of an Alvin and the Chipmunks kind of guy. I'm like, of course you got to make that joke. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I might have talked myself down with. <laughs> With writing, because I, I initially thought it was going to be a little higher, but I think I'm lower. <laughs> I, I I will absolutely say, agree that like writing is lower than story. Speaking of story, really quickly, I mean, I know we already graded it, but what were your thoughts on like the whole like um, if like a uh, cartoon character was in debt to uh, um the um oh my god, what was the organization? The oh the cheese place. No, um, what was Sweet Pete's uh name of his gang? The Valley Gang, wasn't the, it? Oh, yeah, the yeah, the Valley. Yeah, how did you feel about like if they were in debt and they couldn't pay it? Like they were literally, um, freaking you know, kidnapped. Their mouth literally erased, which is all types of effed up. Like, oh my god, uh, to where they they can't scream. They're thrown into uh, literally uh just making bootlegs of their their movies for the rest of their lives. What what are your thoughts on that storyline? Honestly, that that's what kept my score pretty high with the story. It was an interesting twist. Because so like I with agree. with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the the guy that was kidnapping tunes was just straight up killing them. But the only way to kill them was to like dip them in acid. That's dark. Yeah, it's it's crazy dark. Like there, oh my gosh, when we watch that movie, <laughs> they're I'm excited for it's this. freaking. It, they freaking show 
from beginning to end one of the freaking cartoons getting dipped in acid and it is haunting oh god like it is it's straight it would give someone a kid ptsd <laughs> like it's bad jeez okay well yeah i'm really and anyone who's now. like listening to this that's seen uh, who framed Roger Rabbit knows the scene that I'm talking about. It's like that freaking distinct. But anyway, <laughs> getting back into it, the bootlegging thing, I thought was incredible. I thought that like that twist was perfect because it's just like okay, is someone just like kidnapping them. Like what's the what's the deal with this? Oh nope, you're 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 making bootlegs to pay off your debt. Like I was like. That's interesting. That that's yeah. like an interesting twist. I yeah, I absolutely agree. I loved it. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Um freaking ballsy of them to do that with a character like Flounder. Seriously, like oh my god. <laughs> freaking like um when uh Chip and Dale get to where they uh, they have like the machine where they uh like, you know, add parts take away parts of these cartoon characters and you see parts that they had taken away from like freaking cartoon characters me and caleb were like trying to point out ones that we recognized and one that we saw was jimmy neutron's hair yup <laughs> dude that was nuts yeah it's insane but it's like such a cool easter egg love yeah, that like, shit gosh like i want to go back and just pause on scenes like that where they have a bunch of like cartoons in a, in one shot just to see who I can pick out. Yeah. Um but dude, like I freaking crazy. Like what kind of stuff they were able to do. Absolutely. So I mean, like so yeah, like I said, that's what saved story for me. That premise and all the shit that they threw in with there, that's what saved the story for me. Otherwise, I Without that stuff, I probably would have been in, like, the mid-70s. Okay. That's like, fair. maybe 74 or 75 area. But I think with um with just the twist that they threw on t- with the uh, the bootlegging. Yeah. Just, it, it, it got my attention in, in the best possible way. <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, though, it was not good enough to save the writing for me so i think that's where i'm gonna throw my writing score i think i'm gonna throw in like the 70 uh, 75 area i absolutely agree with you on that yeah 75 all right um i don't think i said what story averaged out to so story averaged out to an 81 and writing averaged out to a 75. Uh, so moving on over to acting, we have Chip, who is voiced by John Mulaney. Dale, who is voiced by Andy Samberg. Um, we had Kiki Lane, who played Ellie, who was the the cop that kind of helped them out. Uh, Sweet Pete, voiced by Will Arnett. Then... Captain Putty, who is voiced by J.K. Simmons. Does it and, say who voiced Ugly Sonic? Uh, yes, Tim Robinson. What else has he done? Um, excellent question. 
he name sounds very familiar. Uh, he does a lot of voice work. Oh, okay. Not a whole lot of things I think you would have seen. Okay. Yeah, not not a lot of stuff. Okay. The the two are the the couple that I recognize is he played this character Doug Frederick in Human Resources. Never heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's a it's kind of a spin-off of that show Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Cool. Um and then he was also in one episode of Solar Opposites, which is that Rick and Morty, not really a spinoff, but he's in Rick and Morty, Star Trek, Lower Decks, he did an episode. So it's a yeah, lot of side lot. characters, like, so much like, like this Woody's one. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, he killed it. I mean, I was telling Caleb it would have been great if they could have gotten um uh Ben Schwartz there's probably back. there's probably legal things there. Oh yeah, I'm sure Paramount <laughs> would have not let them do that. They're, yeah. They would have like Disney would have like gone into the meeting just like barely gotten the question now and they'd be like hell no. <laughs> do you know how successful our Sonic movie series is right now? We ain't letting you tarnish that. Yeah. So th- I mean they had so for this movie, they had a really good cast. So I mean, we just listed off the ones that were like main characters or just kind of like bigger roles. Um, some of the smaller roles, um, Monterey Jack was voiced by Eric Bana. No shit. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was just like, guy does an amazing um, accent. Holy shit. Yeah, um, DJ Herzoginarik, who I think is the snake, was oh, okay. voiced by Falula. I don't know who that is. He's kind of a YouTuber. He he played um, uh, Javelin in the Suicide Squad. Oh shit! Okay, cool. Uh, Zipper the the fly from. From Chippendale Rescue Ranger, like the show, uh, he actually had a voice in this, and he was voiced by Dennis Haysbert. Who Wait, so the pe- original, the original voice came back to do his voice in this one. Uh, t- okay, technically. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so in the show, Zipper doesn't talk. He only makes like the the like sounds. Oh. Um. So that. That lady came back and did the original voice, or did Zipper. So like that, the so the, like the, so that, the one the that noises. did the sound effects. She came back to actually voice him. Yeah, so she came back, but oh, Zipper, cool. like when he was like talking normal, yeah, oh. uh, was voiced by Dennis Haysbert, who most people would recognize as the Allstate guy. No shit. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Keegan. Oh, yeah, Mike, now that yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key was in this. He played, uh, he played the cheesemonger. So that the Muppet that ran the cheese thing. No shit. Yeah. Oh my god, that's freaking awesome. Uh, let's see. Tress McNeil. She did the high 
the high-pitched chip and gadget. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Seth Rogen played Bob the Warrior Viking, Pumbaa, Mantis, and Bob. Which is crazy, because like, Mantis was from Kung Fu Panda, and then Bob was another DreamWorks. Yeah, from Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah. Uh, let's see, anyone else? Wait, who was the lady that did the voice of um, uh, the high-pitched Dale? Or was it high-pitched Chip? High-pitched Chip. So she only did the voice for high-pitched Chip, not high-pitched Dale? Uh, yes. So she did high-pitched Chip and Gadget. Okay. Hmm. Kind of shocked that she didn't just do both Chip and Dale. Yeah. Um, high-pitched Dale and high-pitched... Oh, so high-pitched Dale and high-pitched Zipper were voiced by Corey Burton. Oh. So I think that was like the original voice. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, some other people of note, Jim Cummings came back and he voiced uh, Fat Cat, Pooh, Tigger, or Tiger. I mean, what it was a bootleg, remember? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pete and Darkwing Duck. That's awesome. I love it. Um, let's see. Jeff Bennett voiced. I want to see what he's done. See if he was like the original. Oh shit! So he's um. So Jeff Bennett voiced Lumiere in this, and I'm trying to see if he like actually voiced Lumiere. I mean, if he didn't, that was a pretty damn good impersonation. Yeah, he's one of those voice actors that works a lot. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Guy Do you know when Beauty and the Beast came out? I think early 90s? Like 92 or 94? Shit, he has done so much stuff. Uh, He's the voice for uh, Johnny Bravo. No shit. Okay, 1991. 91. All right. What's this guy's name again? Jeff Bennett. Jeff so, Bennett. 1990. Shit. Like, it's like all the way at the bottom. Okay. Does not look like he voiced the original Lumiere. Uh, yeah. The original Lumiere was voiced by Jerry Orbach. Okay. So, yeah. So, he did a good job uh, voicing Lumiere. Um, Charles Fleischer voiced Roger Rabbit, and he's like the original voice for Roger Rabbit. That's awesome. Uh, oh, that's cool. David Tennant voiced Scrooge McDuck. Oh, that's so cool. Which that that's super cool because he voices Scrooge McDuck in the new Ducktales show. Oh, sweet! Hell yeah, that's awesome. Let's see. Paul Rudd voiced Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Or not voiced. Paul Rudd played Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, didn't he play, like, Ant-Man instead of Ant-Man? Wasn't that the Yeah. Joke? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, 
That was that like it's just a, like a crazy cast of people. So anyway, um, so who's who's your top three? Like I feel like Chip and Dale are going to be like the obvious pick for top two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so who's your, who's your third? Honestly, number three, I would actually give to the guy that did the voice of Ugly Sonic because he was just, you could tell he was really? having a blast. Yeah, you could tell he was having a freaking blast with it because I freaking love the line when he signs the freaking autograph to like the two like skater kids and they laugh at, at him and he's just like, oh yeah, they always laugh at me. They, uh, what is he? He's just like, it's not funny if I'm, uh, if I'm actually in on the joke. And Tiger's just like, are you though? <laughs> oh man so i yeah i would I, I would give it to um to him uh number two i would give to um oh my god <laughs> who voiced uh chip again uh john mulaney john mulaney i would give him number two um for i don't know for some reason uh i had like a hard time at first hearing John Mulaney's voice coming out of uh, Chip, but it grew on me very fast, and I loved his performance. He was actually very good with the dramatic moments that he needed to do as Chip, um, which honestly like really amazed me, because um, I never expected to actually have some emotional moments in a, a Chippendale movie, but he did a great job. Um, and then number one, I would give to Andy Samberg, who did the voice of Dale, because... I freaking love Andy Samberg, and he was amazing in this role. Um, you can like uh, John Mulaney; uh, he did great with the emotional scenes that he needed to do as Dale. Um, he he was just a hoot to listen to as this character, um, and I had a blast whenever. Um, both honestly, both of them were on screen. I loved watching these two riff off of each other. Um, so yeah, that's my top three. Uh, that's. That's fair. Hard to argue with. But I think I'm going to give my number three to J.K. Simmons, who voiced Captain Putty. Good choice. In, uh, yeah. So I I love J.K. Simmons. And he kind of played like the a J. Jonah Jameson type character, just like Captain of the Police Force. I mean, he um, does it so well. Why change it, right? Yeah, of course. Like, I think he just did a great job, and especially like the way that he was like laughing at Ellie for <laughs> like just doing like crazy messed up shit or like messing stuff up, and just like you, like you can't even do this right, and love that. And then when he when she was fighting him, like I thought that was hilarious. That was a very well choreographed fight. I feel. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into that with uh, with effects, but I, I, I just had a blast anytime he was on screen. I don't know what it was. I think it was like partial effects, partial it being J.K. Simmons and and everything. It was just, it was funny. Yeah. Like my favorite line was when um when. Oh, it was Chip thinking that it was Ellie that was going to be the betrayer, but it ended up actually being Captain Putty. And he's just like, it's always the police captain. And he's just like, that's so stereotypical. 
And he's just like, well, if it ain't broke. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. And Or it's, it's like, it's so predictable. And he's like, that's what I told him. <laughs> but, you, like, if you got a good thing going. Like, uh, like that whole thing, like, that whole scene, like, J.K. Simmons does such a good job, dude. He really does. Like, he has, like, the perfect comedic timing, has, like, the perfect freaking voice. Loved everything that he did. Anytime he was on screen, I freaking had a smile on my face. Like, honestly, I feel his comedic timing is so good in, like, anything. Because I don't think we're supposed to laugh at the part. Or maybe we are. But I don't... Did you ever play Spider-Man 3, the game? Uh, no. Okay, there's a point in the beginning where, um... Literally, he calls Peter into his office, and he's just like, Parker, that's the third call I've got about uh, lizards walking around uh, Central Park. Giant lizards! And the way that he just says it, it's freaking hilarious. I'll have to find the clip and send it to you. It's so great. Uh, And then I think I have to agree with you with uh, John Mulaney as Chip and then Andy Samberg as Dale. It It was a good time. It was a yeah, really right? good time. I think they were a, a great comedic duo and loved every second of them. But I think Andy Samberg just knocked it out of the park a little bit more than than John Mulaney did. Absolutely agree. But, I mean, it was close. It was really, really, really close. Um, so where are you sitting at acting? Because this, this one was an interesting one for me to score. That, no, that's fair. I mean, I feel for how much I just loved John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as the two title characters. Um, like I said, just like hearing them riff off of each other and just like they made this movie so enjoyable uh, voicing these two characters. Um, so, you, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go solid 80. Damn, that is actually exactly where I was at. Hell yeah. I wrote all my scores down before. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like so, it. yeah, I, I had it right at an 80. I think the only thing that brought it down for me were some of the extras. Some yeah. of the ex- Some of the extras were just not good. And I don't think like, the whoever played Ellie, I don't think she did a super great job. Yeah, that, that that's fair. That's fair. Like it, it was a really hard sell for me, like, almost, like believing that she was talking to and animated chipmunks like you could almost tell that she was acting by herself yeah hey, at least it's nothing like a freaking um them holding garfield in like the early 2000s straight up if you guys want to see horrible like cgi people like you know like when someone says oh hey you're supposed to be holding a cat right now you know pretend you're holding a cat if you want to see horrible cgi with the person whoever cgi garfield in like go and watch that movie when the uh I think one of the um uh God, what is it? Not vet. No, yeah, I think yeah, one of the vet techs is uh has to hold Garfield because literally her hand is like it feels like an inch away from actually touching his fur. <laughs> <laughs> this so is why bad. we have references, people. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, all right. Next up, we got character development, which you kind of have to do with for Chip and Dale as a team. Yeah, you can't just yeah, you can't just do one. Um, 
And honestly, like like I said before, I love movies where, you know, two people start out as, you know, best buds, they have a falling out, and then by the end of the movie, they're back together again, all is good. It's been told over and over again, but I still love the storyline to death. Um, so I loved this the character development for these two, watching them uh, first start out as becoming like 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 you pointed out on Wikipedia and Caleb saying, you know, them starting out as fast friends, they become best friends very, very fast. Um, you know, it's watching them grow up, go to Hollywood, get the show, uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but then, you know, uh, Dale wanting to go out on his own because he always feels like he's the sidekick. Um, and then flash uh, fast forwarding uh, to present day uh, and them having to come together to solve the uh, case of, you know, uh, Monty, Monterey Jack going missing or being kidnapped, whatever. Um, and just watching their um, their relationship continue to get better and better and them coming together as the movie continues to grow and them becoming a team again until the ending when... You know, they're back together again. They're even, you know, talking about the Rescue Rangers reboot, which actually, I did, for some reason, I didn't even pick up on the in, in on the end credits. I didn't realize that it actually did happen, um, and it's well-received. For some reason, I didn't pick up on that. Or I didn't Wait, notice what? that. Well, because apparently it says in the end credit scene, the they actually do do a reboot, and it's well-received. I d- yeah, I didn't notice that. Like, I Is guess that I real? It's not real, well, is it? No, it's not real. Like, oh. and just yeah, like they they say, oh hey, we did a reboot, and it was very well received. Like okay. honestly, I'm, that'd be kind of funny if they actually did decide to do a, a reboot for <laughs> Disney Plus, even though the tagline for this movie was "It's not a reboot, it's a comeback," which it's it's, it's a funny tagline. I liked it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I really enjoyed the character development of these two. Um, like I said, it's it's a tale that's been done to death with two two best friends with you know falling out and then coming back together again. But I eat it up every single time, and they did a great job this time around with these two. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. I think they they kind of followed a basic formula for it for it, which. I mean, I think it worked out in its favor. Um, I didn't hate it one way or another, but I mean, it was it was a pretty good, pretty good arc for them. Uh, so where are you sitting at? Um, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I know it's been done to death, but I still eat it up every single time. And like Caleb and I both agree, they they did a very good job. Um telling it this time around. So I'm going to probably go a little higher than I was with acting. So I'm going to go like an 82. Yeah. For me, it's just, wasn't, it was, it was, it kind of had, blah, blah, blah. it had a lot of predictability in it in the way that oh, they a... handled some things. So I'm not yeah. quite, it was still good. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. It was still good. So I'm not docking for its predictability. It's just, Overall, it was a pretty average arc, so I think I'm going to uh, be a little lower than you and be at down at an 80, so about the okay. same as my acting score. Fair enough. All right, next up we got effects, and I think this is where the movie kind of shines. Yes, um, because, uh, I mean, definitely going to get to like all the uh, animation with the extras, but I didn't think that seeing... 
uh, Chip still like hand drawn kind of thing, but like in you know like the real world, and then Dale getting like the C- they make like the CGI surgery joke that he gets that just so he can like help out his career, which I think is a really funny joke. Um, seeing those two together, I thought it would look like super weird, but it didn't. They actually like pulled it off very well. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, you got freaking what was J.K. Simmons' character again? Uh, Captain Putty. Captain Putty. The freaking claymation on him looks super, super good. Um, Dude, this is exactly what uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was like. It's, I mean, back then, all they had was like the 2D animation. So they had a bunch of different drawn um, styles, like drawn art styles. What what made this stand out is they had they had hand drawn they had freaking claymation they had cgi they had like the basic 2d animation like they had a shit ton of different animation styles in this and they didn't make it overwhelming at all which was incredible like it's freaking nuts what they what they did yeah so cool like oh my gosh like it didn't look awkward when like um tigra who is hand-drawn was interacting with uh with um dale same thing with lumiere because he was hand-drawn it didn't look weird when he was interacting with dale um yeah they just did such a great job like holy shit yeah one thing i was really impressed with that i kind of saw so I didn't notice this when we were initially watching it. Um, I noticed it in a trailer, um, or for for Chip and Dale, when Chip and Dale are running through the the Indiana Jones prop thing, mm-hmm. and like like here let's like let's get a disguise, and they run through, and it, it's basically just his outfit from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, I didn't notice this, but his costume, like his jacket and the hat that he had, were a different animation style than his body. Like, they weren't hand-drawn. Like, he ran through, and they were CGI. Oh, and that's so, cool. How did I not notice that? Yeah, it, like, I like I started, like, I, I had, it, like, it was interesting because it, it froze and paused on that and i just kind of like started notice i'm like wait that's not a hand-drawn jacket or a hand-drawn hat like those are that's, 3d so like they threw a 3d ass. on their 2d animation i mean and i know technically um chip was a 3d character like obviously yeah. just it's kind of like can't. how they did um oh what's that movie called claws that netflix movie it's like still haven't watched that Oh, dude, you're missing out. Oh, yeah, I've I've heard. I really I okay. Th- yeah, this holiday season, I'm sitting down watching that damn thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it was just kind of like along those lines where he's still three dimensional, but they do all like the 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 line work to make yeah. him seem like he's more two D. Mm. So I mean. It just it it worked really really well. So I I was yeah. very impressed with the the effects in this one. Yeah, like I did not expect to be so impressed, but holy shit! 
Um, Jeez, this one's this one's high. Yeah, same here. Like, are you in the are you in the nineties? I am very much in the nineties. Hell yeah. I'm trying to decide whether I'm in the low nineties or the mid, but I'm leaning more towards mid. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna go ninety five. I might go one lower than you, down to okay. ninety four. Um, I do think that there was a little jankiness at times. Not That's a whole fair. lot, but just occasionally. Yeah. And it, I, I think it was usually when they were interacting with real world objects that I was just like, eh, that doesn't quite look right. Okay, you know what? You just put out a, you put in a really good, uh, what I remember, when uh, Chip was walking home uh, from his from his job and he had the AirPods in. It looks so freaking. It looked like they weren't even in his, in his ear. Like, it looks super. Uh, that's actually one of the few that I thought was fine. Really? Yeah. Because I actually, I, I'm so I'm gonna actually dock it for that. Because I don't know. I, 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 it just looks super weird to me. It didn't look like they were even in his freaking ears. I don't know what it was. Hmm. But Maybe it's because he has chipmunk ears, so they like hold out or a little bit. More. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm probably just being know. an Could... asshole. Maybe, but it's one point. <laughs> yeah, but now it's a solid 94. Yep. All right, so effects averaged out to a 94. And then, char- I don't know if I said character development averaged to an 81. All right, moving on over to music. <sighs> Nothing too special about this, unfortunately. I mean, you got... Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, um, nods to the original theme whenever um, Dale would mention it. Um, yeah, and would sing it, would sing it as well. But no, I don't think they brought agree. it up too much, though. No, no, I absolutely agree. Other than that, it's really um, not that uh, memorable. I mean, there is that song at the beginning when they first meet, and I think it goes like, you know, like, oh, best friends are hard to come by or some shit like that. I honestly don't remember how it goes, so it didn't really stick in my head. Yeah. I think I'm at a six. You know, yeah, I can agree with you on that one. All right, next up we got costumes. And with this, this one's difficult because it's technically live action, but it's like not. So I think we're just going to go off of character design. Okay. Um, um, for costumes. So Chip and Dale have a fantastic silhouette. Yes. And Absolutely. I cannot dispute that, but I mean, they had like a really decent amount of uh, of animated characters in this, and everyone looked really good, including U- Ugly Sonic. Like that looked like they just straight up ripped off the model. You, I, you could definitely tell they changed like a little bit of the face. Yeah. Okay. So really, the Just only thing bit. that they did was they added a gut and they put bags under his eyes. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that's how they got away with not having to pay Paramount. <laughs> well, and also calling him Ugly Sonic, not just Sonic. Yeah. So I mean, that was really well done. Uh, Captain Putty looked really good. Uh, Sweet Pete. I mean, I think his design could have been a little bit better, but, I mean, not much to complain about there. Yeah. Like, if you're just thinking old, balding Peter Pan, I mean, they freaking... They nailed it. Knocked it on respect. the head, yeah. Yeah. Or but, I mean, it's... 
it's hard to argue that this was pretty good. Yeah, so I'm honestly at a nine. Same here. All right, last up, we got our own personal score. Want, want me to take this one? Uh, or do you well, want you're to? signing off. I'll, I'll handle this one. Okay. Or I'll take take it first. Okay. Um, like we said, this movie was a big surprise. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, very entertaining. Highly entertaining. Um, you could honestly make a like a drinking game if you wanted to watch this with friends or whatever of catching cameos. Because there's like a ton of cameos in this. It is Don't ridiculous. Don't give Brooker any ideas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> um, like, that's a good way to freaking get plastered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it, it was good. It's, it's hard to argue with, with, with the, with that fact. It was really, really good. And, I, I was genuinely impressed with it. So, <sighs> I think I'm going to go, I'm going to give it an 82. Okay. It was fun. Wasn't my favorite thing. It's probably, I'm not, I'm probably not going to watch it like over and over and over again. I'm probably going to give it one more run through just so I can catch some of the, the cameos. And hell, I might even just, not even watch it. I'll probably just go back and like watch a YouTube video. And be like, oh, the cameos you may have missed. There you go. Because you know, there's probably like a hundred different videos that you can watch about Gosh. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. But yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, unless Iris expresses interest later, probably not one I'm going to go back to a lot. But it was good. It was really good. Um, so yeah, like Caleb said, this was a pleasant surprise. Very, very good. Um, I loved seeing the dynamic between Chip and Dale. I, like I said, I've only seen like maybe one or two episodes fully of the show. Um, so I did, I've never gotten to be able to see the full dynamic between these two in the show. And so I'm basing the dynamic that I see of Chip and Dale off of this movie. And what I do see, I absolutely love. Um, I loved, uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as these two characters. Uh, honestly, I feel you could tell that they were having a blast voicing these two guys or these two chipmunks. Um, everyone else did a great job. The story is surprisingly actually very well thought out with the whole reboot, um, storyline that really surprised me how good that was. And honestly, um, I feel I probably will be revisiting this movie a, a couple more times uh, because I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I was not expecting to enjoy it this much, but this is one of the biggest surprises uh, of this year so far. Like, honestly, I, I had a freaking blast with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So I, I'm going to go a couple points higher than Caleb. I'm going to go an 85. All right, well, that averages us out to an 83.5, which concludes this week's breakdown. And the final All Bros letter grade for Chippendale Rescue Rangers has come to a B minus. Not bad. 
Not bad at all. Um, that actually scored a lot higher than I thought it was going to. That that makes me happy. All right, so let's see where that that's at. It's actually one of our higher uh, B minus movies. Sweet. Um, so out of twenty three B minus movies, it is ranked at number four. Wow. Yeah, really That's freaking awesome. solid. Um, so it is sitting at an eighty-two point four three percent. Okay. Yeah, so that puts it below the hunt, which is at an eighty-two point four seven. Uh, puts it below Mulan, which is at an eighty-two point six two. And then puts it below The Greatest Showman, which is at an 82.93. Not bad. Yeah. Then that puts it above uh, Let's Be Cops, which is at an 82.37. Puts it above Ron's Gone Wrong, which is at an 82.31. It is above The Magnificent Seven, which is at an 82.12. Wow. It's above It Chapter 2, which is at an 81.95. Yeah, that one's fair. And then finally, it is above Rogue One, which is at an 81.93. Not too shabby. I like its placement. Yeah, I think it has a really good placement. Um, So that was just all the, the B-minus movies. I think I'm, I'm interested to see what else it's like under because we usually go five up but there are only three movies above it um yeah um the other two movies that's above it are jumanji welcome to the jungle and shazam but those two movies are both a b movie gotcha so yeah i think it has a great placement yeah i absolutely agree like honestly i couldn't be happier with where it's at yeah, same here. Like, freaking great placement. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, do you have anything else you want to say about Shippendale Rescue Rangers? Nope. All right. Well, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of our amazing voices, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. All that fun jazz. If you can't find us, you are just on the wrong platforms. It's your fault. So, <laughs> Yep. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred uh, place to listen to your podcast. Um, you can also follow us on our social media where, um, along with our email, you can DM us with uh, any episode ideas you have, answers to our questions of the week when we actually do post them. <laughs> Or if you would like to join us uh, for an episode, we would honestly be glad to have anyone. We love having guests. We have a blast with them. Haven't had one bad guest yet. We, I, I hope I didn't just jinx it. I'm knocking on wood here. <laughs> <laughs> no, every every guest that we've had on have been has been great. And I mean, there's some that I keep in contact more than others, but I mean, I consider all of them friends. No, that yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear that. No, that that is awesome. Um, 
So those social medias are Facebook.com. Sorry, Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash the Albros. Twitter and Instagram at the Albros. Um, TikTok uh, at the Albros. Um, and that's where we also post like some bonus videos. Uh, yeah, like we're some... actually knocking those out, which feels yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys go check out our TikTok right now, we actually posted uh, two new videos. Uh, over the past couple of days. So definitely check them out and expect a lot more to come. We're actually Hell staying yeah. on top of TikTok. Yeah, um, or trying to at least. Yeah. Um so yeah. Um if you would prefer to contact us through email, you can email us at the channel at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our website where you can learn a little bit more about us, um, you can uh, find it at w www.tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, where uh, if you don't want, if you want a design that Caleb has made that has not been taken down by a studio yet, that is the best way to get merch. But if you prefer to actually go to a merch store, and why the hell did this just scroll all the way to the top? God damn it! We actually made a couple sales since uh, since last week. Wasn't it more Monster House ones? Uh, so one of them was Monster House. Okay. <laughs> the other one, uh, surprisingly was, um, Child's Play. Hell yeah. That's, you know, honestly, I'm amazed that like we haven't gotten yelled at for that one. I know, right? That one. Okay. Since, since, um, Child's Play, I have tried really, really hard not to just like take images and put them over like i try not i try to create everything from scratch that is like the ultimate goal the only thing that i do not create from scratch is the fonts that i use but i feel like that one's a little bit more justifiable and even then i try to find like with any font i try to find one that closely resembles the movie font so, I mean, that's, I feel like font is free game, but all of the background images, everything else I create by hand in one way or another. Like, there's some times where I'm like, I'll take stuff for like reference. Like, so if I need to draw something, I'll, t- I'll grab an image for reference, but I'll still freaking freehand it. Yeah. Um, that being said, Child's Play, I just straight up ripped off a bit. Like I just Did you just take a picture of the overalls and then like put the Albros logo where uh, in the knife the buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only thing that I added to that was the knife. That is the only thing I added to that picture. <sighs> oh shit! Actually, I don't even know if I added the knife. I might not have even added the knife. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look uh, at it real quick. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Just so I can like confirm. Um. Uh. Anyway, like continue. Well, like 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 I said, if if you want to get a design that hasn't been taken down by a studio yet, it visiting our website is the best play, way to do that. Um, but if you prefer to uh go to actual T Public. Uh, to buy your merchandise, you can go to you can find us at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel. 
Yep. And uh, confirm I did not add that knife. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I added was the our freaking logo. <laughs> and you, do you just put it over the uh, buddy logo that was on the all uh, the overalls, right? Yep. Love it. That is all I did. That is, and that didn't get taken down. I know. And freaking birds of prey, which I freaking do. Do I'll bet you money why it didn't get taken down is because MGM is still such a small company that they can't afford to freaking. Take well, it's not even down. a matter of affording it. You could just report it. Okay, that's true, but I'm sure they like will take like any publicity that they could get. Probably. Where's my Birds of Prey one? Sucks because that I we'll probably never what... get a Child's Play 2. I know, right? But, oh well. Yeah. I'm trying to find the damn uh, Birds of Prey one. Yeah, that one was freaking bullshit that that one got taken down. Such bullshit. Yeah, dude. They freaking want to bitch about that. I freaking took... So the silhouette of Harley, so the font I made myself, like that is one font that I completely made myself. Like, so the, the font itself is like just a basic, like aerial bold. And then the, the circles or the, the holes for like the A, B and R and O, all of those I did myself. Yeah. And then the silhouette for Harley Quinn, I took from a cosplay picture. What the hell, Warner Brothers? Yeah, that is total bullshit. <laughs> <sighs> well, before we get more mad at studios, um, next week on the podcast, uh, we will be breaking down the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> Hell yes. So, yeah, this is going to be a blast. I freaking waited years for this movie, and I can't freaking wait to see this one. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped, dude. Right? I'm so pumped. Oh, it's going to be great. So, you can look forward to that next week. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. I almost said deuces. So long. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces.